Hello, and welcome to Point of View, where you give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Marcus Kim, and today, staffers Delissa and Aurelio will be interviewing various Northview students about their favorite cultural foods. My name is Lola Javadi, and I'm in 11th grade. Hi, my name is Shruti Balachandar. I'm a senior here at Northview, and I was born in India and raised there as well. Hello, my name is John Doe, and I'm a senior and Korean. Uh, my name is Lukas Reiter. I'm a sophomore, and I'm from Germany and the Czech Republic. I am Andy Yu. Uh, I'm a senior, and I am Korean. Are there any foods that have a culture or personal significance to you? Can you describe the food and then describe its personal and or cultural significance? Okay, so my favorite is called um, Iyonefo. It's, um, do you know what like fufu is? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's a type of solid and there are different types of them. So you know, it's like yams. You, you boil that yam and then pound it into like a, like a fufu type consistency, but each one, each solid has its own like consistency. And um, ever since I was younger, it's normally known as like adults eat it, but like it's always been my favorite food. So every time like, we go to parties and all that, they'll like make fun of me, but like not really. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh yeah, she's like the child who like acts like a grandma mm -hmm. or anything, but it's really good. <laughs> it's like really good. Um, so there's this little video of me on YouTube taken when I was um, in Australia for a year and it was by my parents family and it was about me telling my four-year-old self how I would make chicken curry um, and even though it's not such a common dish I think that has a lot of value to me because um, it's something that I've seen my mom make and now there's a lot of variations of it um, and it has so much significance because even I know that when I moved to Australia or whether I was here, it's still a food that was carried on and we always made it. It was a traditional staple. I know a food called kukbap, which is beef braid soup with uh, rice inside the soup. And um, it's really delicious. And all Koreans know that food. So there's one food for Christmas that my Czech grandparents always made. There's no specific food for it, but it's several like dishes. So. And do you cook them often? Uh, I don't. We don't cook them often because they're like special, like for Christmas. So normally, when I would be in Germany during Christmas, my grandparents would cook them, and then like my entire family, like from the Czech Republic, like that side of the family we would come together and we would eat it all as a family and celebrate Christmas, which is on the 24th, not the 25th. An example would be like this dish called kalbitjim. It's basically like uh, braised pork, right? no, braised beef with like a bunch of like spices and uh, different types of sauces. That's, and that's really popular in Korea. Every household has a different type of recipe. And just like I said earlier, um, our household has our own recipe and cooking it. So what does it taste like? Ooh. Um, I don't really know what to describe it like for mm -hmm. someone who hasn't tried it, but it kind of has the consistency of like mashed potatoes. If mashed potatoes were like solid, if it says mm. like, you know how mashed potatoes, you can like take bites out of it. You can't do that with Ah, oh, I see. It's kind of like stuck together. Mm. 
And like, how were you first introduced? Was it just like a childhood thing? Yeah, we just always grew up eating it. Mm. When we first moved here, I remember my brother was only four and he was that picky child that would only eat Indian food back then. And now it's totally opposite. But um, the food taste is very different. Like when you come here, like even the masalas and spices I use are all um, made here. So they're obviously a lot different. And the taste is never like reciprocal to what you could find in India. Um, but I just it just goes to so, show that like um, even staples that are recreated in foreign countries um, are carried down by different people and how they make them because India is such a diverse country within itself. And there are a lot of um, takes and perceptions on staple dishes that people make. Like every weekend we used to eat this food a lot because it was really cheap price in every restaurant and we shared food together. So back to the Joseon dynasty in Korea, um, there was a different tiers for like every people. And this food was significant from um, lower levels, like people in the lower levels, they made the food together and share it. And yeah, I know that. Do you happen to know the origin of the food? Um, the origin of the food is um, part of, it's a lot of like easy ingredients to get that you could like grow easily back then because Czech Republic was a pretty poor country, you know, like part of the USSR and everything. And also like just generally, a lot of people couldn't afford like foods from different countries. So this was like a lot of fish and like potatoes and like garlic, which you could easily grow yourself. and. You just cook with that. Also, a lot of seasonings, but like regional seasonings from the Czech Republic or like in that area. Um, funny enough, I was born in America. I'm just grown up in a very like Korean household. Uh, we don't celebrate like Thanksgiving in Korea. We call it Chuseok. It's celebrated on a different day. However, we don't really celebrate it, but we do eat. Like we do like come together as a family and we do enjoy a dinner. Um, but that being said, uh, we do cook this pretty often in this in Chuseok day. Um, but yeah, I came here only like one year and a half ago, so I know a Korean culture, and I go to Korea every summer. And is there a thing of uh, like a festival of that you celebrate like Thanksgiving back in Korea? Uh, we have a thing called Chuseok, um, which is similar to Thanksgiving. And it's in the August 15th of the lunar calendar. And it's the holiday, it's moon's holiday that marks the largest full moon of the year. And yeah. you still celebrate it now that you're in America? Uh, not in, in America, but when I was in Korea, like the whole family gathered around together and we used to make the rice cake together. And so like when you talked about the food that you still have, do you cook it and does it like have any kind of memories attached to it? Um, I don't cook food, but my mom's pretty good at cooking foods. Um, if you don't remember like if you don't decide the food what we we'll, what we will eat together we we just choose to make the kupap food is that one of your favorite dishes yes that's my favorite
Uh, so my mom's a t- terrible cook. She's horrible at cooking. Uh, it's literally just me and my father cooking all the time. But these days, my dad doesn't really cook it. Uh, every time there's a special occasion, it's usually just me now because my dad's lazy too. But when I cooked this last year with my dad, it was a lot of fun. Like he would do all the stove work, and I would do all the cutting. But it's just fun memories I celebrated with my father. Is this food as important to you as it is to like your parents, like your grandparents? Um, do you feel like you value it less in any way, or is it just as important? Um, I feel like maybe our ways of like valuing it is different because I just eat it and it's like just my favorite food. But my mom, when she goes back to Nigeria, she loves like eating it like actual the actual way in Nigeria because in America you can only buy it like the powder. But in like Nigeria, they'll actually like pound it in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's like a cultural significance there that like I've been to Nigeria and I've had pounded yam, but it's like to me, it tastes the same. But my mom is like, it's different to have it like, you know, handmade rather than like processed. I think that's, um, I don't know about farther away from culture, but it's definitely a different perception and kind of a mixture of cultures. Um, I've always also, I guess it's also a realization that when you come here, it's like you see faults in like how your own culture food is. Like I know the Indian food culture is, it's very healthy in terms of like the ingredients used, but it's also very carb dense and less protein. Um, So, I mean, that's just balances off because I never would have realized that if I had moved here, but it's not about not seeing the value of the culture anymore, but realizing that like, it's not the only food that exists and there are other foods and other needs that your body also needs. But um, definitely when you see it passed down from generation, because I live with my grandmom and to her, she will only eat Indian food. And to her, that ha- carries a much more significant value because they believe that it's like the food that was made for us and our bodies. Would you say that that food has the same significance as it had generations prior? I do think it has like it's close to, especially because like my family side from the Czech Republic was also still like more on the poor side so it obviously could be like the fanciest thing ever but you know still making that meal or like several meals and the thought and the process is like like you appreciate it and like it still tastes good you know and which food do you prefer more like the food that you would get in germany or czech republic Czech Republican food is definitely, like, what my grandma makes is definitely more, like, a comfort food. Like, when I eat it, I feel like I'm at home. And, like, it's just very warm, you know? Like, it makes you feel cozy and at home. Uh, German food, as much as I love it, it's definitely more, like, uh, how would you say, like, strong, as I say? Like, you eat it, and then you have to, like, take a nap for an hour because you're so full. But it's German food also, like, especially, like, Bavarian food, like, Frankish. Um, it's definitely, like, because I'm from there. It's definitely also like homey, <laughs> you know, it like makes me feel at home. But those foods, they take a lot longer to make. So my grandma wouldn't necessarily make those foods. But if I wanted to have those foods, I would need to go to like a restaurant. So those are more like fancy special. Um, I mean, it's something that's made every year by my dad. He always cooks it always it's always a different way however like he always does to cook it and i don't really think it's important however we just eat it (laughs) do you happen to know the origin of the food and like why it's and why would you say that this food specifically is important to your culture um i think it's important because um 
like i guess even if we were going to dive into the deep parts of it like when colonization was a thing and everything um that when the british colonized india these foods and spices were still so essential even to the british which was the reason why they were colonizing india and those foods and spices are kind of what even india's looked for even in the entire world like when you think india you think like spices food um but it's so significant because it's been passed down for generations and even the family recipes are altered based on where you live and where you go and the ingredients that you get at hand and do you visit india to this day and like what's your experience like um, versus being here. I just visited India during last winter break. Um, and then I all, we all try to go every other year. But this is the time where I was stuck with COVID because it was really bad in oh. India. Um, but yeah, we try to go really often because we want to be in touch with our family. Um, and the experience is always different each time I go. Because as you grow older, you realize things that like things that you were not susceptible to at a young age. And then they, whether they might be positive or negative. Um, but I think the experience of traveling and being home and recognizing that you have two homes, but sometimes you fit in in different places is always something that I gained from going there. Mm-hmm. Helped in cooking any of the foods whenever they were made? Have I what? Have you ever helped in cooking? Yes, sometimes like just cutting um, like vegetables or stuff, but... Especially for my Czech side, it's like my grandma would always be like, oh, no, you sit down, you know, I'm going to cook, you know, you rest and I'm cooking, you know, I'll make the food, you, you're going to enjoy the food, I'm cooking. So I couldn't really help there. It's like they don't want me to help. Um, so I really like cooking and one of my love languages for people is cooking. So whenever my friends come over, I always make Indian food for them. And um, my favorite thing about it is that I can mix like Korean flavors with Indian food or Italian and Indian food. And that's my favorite thing to do, like mix other cultural food with Indian food. Um, and I think the memories from that come from like um, seeing my aunt who's when my aunt and uncle who've moved here like since like 20 years. And when I moved here first, they would always take um, different takes on Indian food, like putting cheese on things like dosa or chapati. And I think there was always such a unique experience for me when I moved here and seeing them make those foods and add a different like American touch to it or Italian touch kind of brought in that like diverse community and um, that represents here at Johns Creek. And it was nice to have a different taste on it. Do you know the origin of the food and like why it's important? Um, so Korean, most Korean foods in general all come from like leftover ingredients because back in like the 18, 19 or 1700s, Korea was a very, very poor country. And because of that, Korea would just get leftover ingredients and make dishes out of it. Kalbichim was a little bit more of an upscale thing where they got beef, which was very, very expensive back then. And then they would get other leftover ingredients and throw it in a pot and just cook it for a very, very long time. So kalbichim would be a pretty old dish. So I always make this like signature dish at my house and my parents really like it. But um, my mom always asked me what I put in it. But I was like, oh, I just like emptied all your masala boxes and I took every single spice and put it in there. So the recipe always differs. But I think sometimes it's like the beauty of like Indian cooking is that you can put virtually anything and you don't have to measure things and it'll still come out as like a little unique taste every time and i think that's why the process of cooking it is so much more than the finished product because it has that little altered taste every time where if you put lemon or use a different kind of um yogurt that in your recipe so i think definitely to me the process matters more than the actual finished product mm-hmm. um because of just like how much thought goes into it or how less thought goes into it mm-hmm. um and how does your family celebrate thanksgiving if they do so 
my family does not celebrate Thanksgiving, but my friends and I celebrate Friendsgiving with um, making different Indian foods and other cultural foods. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else that you want to add? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not much. Just that um, I think, especially here at Northview, culture is such a big thing. And um, the diaspora and melting pot of all the cultures is super cool to see. Uh, because we have so many cultural clubs like Kaleidoscope or specific clubs for like Indian and Korean cultures. Um, but whenever I go to restaurants here and I look at their menus and I see how they've embedded different cultures into their uh, menus and cuisines, it's so nice to see like this like kind of embodiment of the process of how different cultures are mis- mixed together in this immigrant value of Northview and Johns Creek in specific. Um, and I think that's something I'll always be a little passionate about and because it was so essential to me coming from such a homogenous city, India, country like India to America where it's so heterogeneous and there are people where you turn a the corner, there's always different people that you'll meet. Mm-hmm. And even if they're from India, they're from a different part or How completely super far you from you. end yeah. up going to Czech or uh, Germany? Um, I mean, because of COVID, I wasn't able to go the past three and a half years, but I went this su- last summer. And I also went to the Czech Republic again and met my grandparents and everything. And she made she made my comfort food, my favorite food. And I was so happy. <laughs> but um, usually we go like once a year or like one and a half years. But because of COVID, I wasn't able to. And like your Thanksgiving time is around right now in the U.S. And I know Germany, they celebrate something which Ante- is like similar to Thanksgiving. Ante- but they have a different meaning to it. Yeah. Um, Antedankfest. Yeah, so Antedankfest, it's, it's it's similar. It's like about food and harvest and everything. It's at a different date, though. And you don't really like go sit down with your family and have a special meal or like everybody comes together. It's more like you as like, you know, like four people family, you go to a restaurant and then you'll have like a meal there and just celebrate that way or like have a nice meal. But you don't really make it yourself. You normally go somewhere. Yeah. And is there anything that you do for Thanksgiving as such? Uh, not really. My mom normally just like, no, we don't do anything, if I'm going to be honest. Like, it's just normal, regular, because in Germany, we don't celebrate anything related to that. Or like during that time, I'd say. Maybe sometimes if my mom feels like it, she makes like more special meal, but not really. This concludes our episode. For a transcript of the episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Marcus Kim, and this has been Point of View.